Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hi, Zanaya. Hi, Naya. Hi, Kayla. Hey, Q. Happy New Year, everyone. Look at that baby. Hey, little man. Hi, little man. Look at him. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We are going to get right into it. Um, thank you all for coming on tonight for seven days of prayer. I am excited. Very, very excited um, for this next seven days of how God is going to move, have his way in our lives. Last night, we had an amazing, amazing time um, together last night. It was, it was, it was amazing. I said it was, it was liberating. It was transforming. It was, it was just, um, it was, it was so intimate. I have never been in a service like that in my whole life where people felt so comfortable to be vulnerable and transparent about the ugly truth of life and to still have a but God praise and to still have a thank you God, right? And to still be able to see the sun um, behind the clouds and to know that you know, whether we've been in this for a long time or we're new to this, but to be able to identify God in it and give him praise and glory no matter what. Um, yeah, that was, it was, it was life-changing. Last night was life-changing and um, I've just been in awe thinking, regurgitating over how good God has been to us. Um, and it's only God to be able to get through um, life as we have. It, it's even when we don't know it, it's like how, when you look back over your life and see how you managed to get through some of the roughest seasons in your life, you know that that was God's grace and his mercy and his supernatural strength and his love and his peace. Like all of the fruit of the spirit is what, gets us through. So tonight I want to um, talk about freedom. Freedom was uh, the word that I had for this evening. And today I was um, running around um, getting signatures from my husband for a school board. So if you have not yet signed the paper and you live in some prairie, please let us know so we can get that done. Um, but I was thinking about freedom and the first illustration God gave me when it comes to freedom is I thought about a fish 
And I thought about how a fish in the fishbowl, right? Sometimes they're just, you got a goldfish and they're just in this fishbowl. And sometimes you're thinking, oh my gosh, like, do they, are they bound? Do they, do they feel free? Do they feel free? What would it look like to take the fish out of the fishbowl? What would happen if you took the fish out of the fishbowl into this open space of freedom? And what would happen is the fish would begin to gasp for air and flap. And eventually that fish would die. Because in order for this fish to stay alive, it needs water. So freedom is not freedom if it takes you out of what you're supposed to be in to keep you alive. Sometimes the world looks at freedom as being able to do freely whatever I feel or desire. Freedom in God is not based on what I feel. Freedom is, in God is not based on what my heart is saying. Freedom in God is not based on him letting me do whatever I want to do. Freedom in God is him loving me enough to teach me that there are boundaries with freedom. There are rules with freedom. There are laws with freedom. If we lived in a world of freedom as we think we should, it would be a world of chaos. If we lived in a world of freedom with no boundaries, we think we have anxiety right now. <laughs> we think we have worry right now. But could you imagine living in a world with no boundaries, with no laws, with no direction? with no stop signs, with no um, it, no kind of legal documentation to say at this age, you should be able to do this. At this age, you should be able to do that. That's what the world calls freedom. But with God, he has boundaries. He has statutes. He has laws. He helps us to understand that freedom is liberating, but freedom is not chaos. Freedom is liberating, but freedom is not chaos. Freedom has boundaries. Freedom has, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when your kids are asking you to do stuff, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you can, but not yet, right? You, you're not going to allow your your five-year-old to, to drive. You're just not going to do that because you know they're not ready to do that. 
You're, you, they're not mature enough to do that. Their mindset. They're not even, they're not mature enough. They can't understand it. But in their little mind, they probably think they can do it, right? But we know if they get behind that wheel, that they may die. Somebody going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get hurt or somebody can die. And just like that fish, if I take the fish out of his God-given habitat, right? If I, if I remove him, if I try to manipulate and change the way God had it, it can kill him. So tonight... We want to pray that God will give us the discernment and he will teach us what it is to be free in him. We want God to teach us what it means to be free from sin. So us as kingdom children, when God is speaking of being free, one of the things he's talking about is once he once he became the sacrificial lamb for us, he became ransom for us, right? He died for us. His blood that he shed, the life that he lived was ransom for us so that we could be free from sin. So the freedom that we have is the freedom to be free, no longer bound to sin or death. Us as his children are free to live a righteous life and we have access to eternal life. So that's the freedom that we live in. It's a different kind of thing. Now that we have access to him, now that we are free in him, I can go to my father boldly and I can speak with him. I can talk to him. There's no more sin separating me from him to have relationship with him. The freedom we have now is freedom to have relationship with him. We have freedom to have dominion over our lives. We don't have to be afraid of the enemy. We don't have to be afraid of the devil. And if he hears what I'm saying or if, or if I, I put out a plan or if I'm talking to somebody, no, 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 no. I'm free. I'm not bound to sin. I'm not bound to the enemy. I have dominion and power to speak life into a deadly situation. I have freedom. I have dominion and power and authority by God because of my freedom to rebuke Satan and he will flee. So I don't have to walk in worry. You don't have to walk in fear because God has given you freedom to speak boldly to the enemy, to speak boldly into the life of a believer, to speak boldly into a life of the unbeliever because of the access that we have with Jesus Christ. So I wanted to read the definition of freedom. One of the definitions of freedom is the quality or state of being free. The quality of or state of being free. The next is the absence of necessity. When I thought of that, I thought about how sometimes we get so caught up with life that we become addicted 
to things that aren't necessary. That we begin to worry about life and now we have caused things to be a necessity that aren't. So there's no freedom when I can't rest at night thinking about how this is going to happen or why this isn't happening or why I'm still here, right? So when I have freedom in God and when I have freedom in my mind and when I know that my heavenly father has every answer that I need, when I know that my heavenly father owns a cattle on a thousand hills, when I know that this whole universe belongs to him, I no longer have to put my wants or desires or what bills or whatever it is. They don't have to take precedence over what God does. And I hope in this last year, God made that very clear to us that even when we lack in one area, if we wait on God and allow him to be our heavenly father, to be our provider, to be the one that uh, 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 answers our prayers, like I said last night, it may not look good, it may not feel good, but if we trust him, the outcome is always gonna be far greater than we could ever imagine. So some of the scriptures that I have for tonight on being free is in Romans. Let's go to Romans. And I'm going to start at the beginning. Romans chapter six. And it speaks of freedom from sin's power. It says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us were baptized in Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into the death like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So every one of us that was baptized, we were baptized in his death and we were raised up, resurrected in his resurrection, which is now why we are life walkers, okay? We are no longer dead to sin. We are now new and afresh and we are life walkers. We are walking uh, we are walking representations of what it looks like to have eternal life, all right? So if you have not yet been baptized, if you have not yet been down in the name of Jesus Christ, if you have not, please do it. Please do it because it's, it's right now, if you have not made that uh, uh, decision in your life to repent, which is turn away from your old ways and turn towards God, you're still considered dead spiritually. And once you make the decision to be baptized, once you make the decision to be a, a, a Christian, Christ-like, a follower of Christ, 
you go down in the name of Z Jesus. So it's all spiritual. So you're the dead spirit, you're raised up and you come alive. Your spirit come alive. You become a new creature. You start over. You're a you're everything is new. Everything is fresh. Everything is a new start. All the old stuff is passed away. Everything. Death stops when you get baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Spirit. Everything goes into remission. All, all sins stop. Sin can no longer hold you down. This is freedom. This is where your freedom comes in. Okay? Sin no longer has a hold on you. Now you walk in freedom. So when you're living in sin, it's like you're living in prison. When you're living in sin, it's like you're, you're living in prison. You're living in chains. Imagine yourself in chains like a slave, in chains, in bondage. Imagine yourself in bondage. That's what it's like when you're living a life of sin. You're in bondage. You're not free. Okay? You don't have access. You don't have authority. You have to follow whatever this uh, master or guard or whoever is over you. You have to follow what they say. You got to do what they say and when they say. Okay? But once you give your life to Christ, that mean master, that evil person, that sh whoever it is, they no longer have control over you. Whatever that sin is in your life, whatever that addiction may have been in your life, whatever that thing is that was keeping you from God, it will no longer have control over you when you make the decision to say yes to Jesus Christ. When you make the decision to follow Jesus Christ, when you make the decision that it's not my way, it's God's way. Now you, you put sin in a hold. Now you put sin in prison. You switch places with it because now you have dominion and power over it because of the Jesus that's within you. So when you feel some of these old familiar spirits trying to creep back up in your life, that's when you begin to open up your mouth and you speak over your life and you say that I am a new creature. Those old things are passed away. The enemy comes to try to remind you of what you used to be. The enemy comes and tries to get, take you back or make you stop trusting God and having faith in God and believing in God that he's not going to do what he said he was going to do. He uses the same trick that he used with Eve. He tries to make you believe that you don't already have everything that you need. He tries to, he's so slick. Is I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas or New York. Like there's so many people, they know all these games. Or he, he's, he's an illusionist. He wants to make you believe that you're missing out on something when we have everything that we need all we have to do is learn how to trust and believe God no matter what it looks like no matter what it feels like no matter what you can see no matter what you cannot see no matter who leaves no matter who goes you we have to trust that we are free and free indeed. And that if I am free from sin and God has saved me and I am in his kingdom, 
that everything that God has for me is for me and no one can take it. Would you let somebody take something from your child? Absolutely not. Would you let somebody just come in your house and go in your child's room and take all their stuff? Absolutely not. So why do you think that the very God <laughs> with all power will allow somebody to come and take what belongs to you? He's not going to do that. He will not do that. So like I said last night, for those that heard me, it might feel like well, I'm not supposed to be here. Why am I going through this? Why did I have to go through this? Why does it hurt so bad? Why am I misunderstood? Why am I always arguing? Why does it seem like stuff just isn't adding up? Well, that is because God wants to know, can I trust you to believe that no matter what happens, that you trust me to know that the outcome is going to be great? Can I trust you to know that even though everything isn't going the way you want it to go, that you know that my plan is the best plan? Can I trust you to know that if I give you a little, that you're going to take that little and allow me to multiply it? Can I trust you with money? Can I trust you when people come to you in confidence that you won't tell everybody their business, but you will come to me? Can I trust you that when things get hard, you're not going to give up on me, but you're going to say, listen, I'm going to ride out with you because if I could have ride out with that no good woman, if I could have ride out with that no good man, if I'm going to ride out with anybody, it's going to be with God. Can I trust you? Because I saw you, I, I knew you when you were what's in your mother's womb. And when you want to put your all into something, it doesn't matter what comes or what goes. You won't let anything stop you. So when it comes to God, have that same mentality. Don't let anything stop you from your relationship with God. Don't let any money don't let any person, don't let nothing stop you from your relationship with God. The scripture says it this way. What can separate me from the love of God? Can persecution, can tribulation, can famine? What, what can stop me? Nothing will stop God from loving us. Nothing will stop God from loving us. So in return, we're going to make sure that we don't allow anything to stop us from loving him. So we got a couple of minutes left. But I wanted to get that out. Because freedom in the kingdom looks totally different from what it is in the world. Freedom does not mean you get to do any and everything that you want to do. Because that would kill you. If I got to do any, any and everything that I wanted to do, I would not be living a successful life. Freedom, you still have to have boundaries. 
You still have to have direction. You still need to have instruction with freedom. And with righteous freedom, all of that comes from God. So as we are ending tonight's prayer, I'm going to pray over all of